guys to another episode of 10 Minute Fitness. I am your host, Lang, and we also have Darcy here. How's it going? Yeah, going well. Have you been up to much since our last podcast? <laughs> well, um, I've been uh, outdoor training. So as you know, we've been making adjustments to our business. And um, yeah, just had most of my clients outdoors today because it was quite a nice sunny day with uh, a few rays. And we had it at the track with a bit of undercover and it flowed nicely, you know. Did you clock a few Ks today as well? What's that? Did you clock a few Ks today? I actually did. I Because um, for a warm-up, we do a 400-meter lap mm-hmm. and I've done at least six of them. So six times four, 2.4 Ks I ran. There you go. Surprised myself. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, what are we going to talk about today? So, this is a great topic and probably unrelated to the uh, current issues of the world, but I, I thought we'd bust some myths, five myths in health and fitness or training and nutrition and all that. So, um, I think you've got a few myths that you can bust and I've got a few in my head. Um, how about we start off with uh, DOMS, so the misconception of DOMS. The DOMS uh, question, did you have a great workout if you have DOMS next day or should I train because I have DOMS right now? Yeah. So I think it is irrelevant. DOMS means you've just done uh, something novel for the first time, you know, something new. Um, DOMS also means that you can train. It obviously gets better as you train, but it doesn't mean you're going to overtrain. And... In the research right now, they can't really explain DOMS, can they? No. They can't fully explain it. And just because so you're not sore, that. like, doesn't mean you, you're not progressing either. You can progress mm. heaps without without some DOMS. I actually prefer it. No no DOMS. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love DOMS. Yeah, I cheekily love a bit of DOMS every now and then, but, yeah, I don't get sore at all. Not really, anyway. But, um, yeah, DOMS is not an indication of an effective training ses- session. Um, DOMS just means that you've done something new. So it could mean new exercises or new reps or new weight. Um, it really doesn't mean you, uh, you progressed or not having progressed. So and that's one myth. Any tips if you do have DOMS, what you can do to sort of help it maybe feel a little bit yeah. better? Move move your body. Start, start doing something like a light session. If you have DOMS, you don't want to go hard. Go lighter, get some blood flow in there, and I guarantee that feels much better afterwards. All right. First myth. Myth two. I'll bring in myth two here. I think this is quite right. controversial. Um, so BMI, a lot of people, it's meant to be a population measure, and a lot, a lot of people view it as a population measure. So what that means yeah. is it's a lot of people say is it's not relevant to me. However, yeah. um, we just checked our BMIs before. Um, <laughs> I think... It is relevant to 90 to 95% of people because if you look at the BMI scale um, and you're not within a healthy BMI range and I'm on 25, which is classified as overweight, I think you would still benefit um, from reducing weight to be in that healthy BMI. Thoughts? Mm. Yeah, I agree because um, most of us aren't trained athletes and most of us don't have that muscle mass attached to our skeletons to warrant uh exceedingly high bmi so 
if you're just an office worker and you train three times a week and you have a heavy BMI, I think what it's telling you, it's not telling you you're uh, super unhealthy or anything. It's telling you you could do with a few less um, kgs of body fat. I thought you were going to say with a bit less KFC, <laughs> a bit less of the kernel. Um, but yeah, I think we had a look. Mine was 90, oh no, sorry, not 90. <laughs> I was 20, 25 was my BMI. And what was yours? 20, 24.2. 24.3. So, you know, me, I'm, I'm fairly lean. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just a little bit heavier than I am. Like you, we, you showed me your abs, Darcy, before. And we're not going to show the world that today. But <laughs> I was, it wasn't I was, bad. But could, it wasn't could could benefit from some improvement that's that sort of thing it's yeah. i'm not saying it's a it's a bad thing being a little bit over 25 but it's one of those things could i improve yes, yes. um that's that's the thing there myth three and What's... you saw my midsection and i'm just under 25 and i'm shredded so yeah if you're over 25 uh, though no nah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think it, it's relevant for uh, yeah, ninety to ninety-five percent of the population if they're not like a trained athlete or something like that, or yeah. they train uh, every day or something like that. And that's that's the thing. The thing that's brought up the ones who probably would be okay. A lot of like rugby players. Rugby players probably a good example. They're they're very strong, have massive amounts of of muscle mass, um, but you you probably see some of them still look quite thick. Is the word I use. Um, so, <laughs> but people with those yeah. sort of extremes of muscle mass would, would probably see higher BMIs with, with lower body fat. You know, fat. I see a lot of people running these days due to the current circumstances. And if they consider themselves, you know, more of a long distance runner, like 22Ks, half marathons, and if their BMI is over 25, I would say they'll benefit from um, that piece of information and dropping a few kgs. And it'll it'll make you faster too. Like is <laughs> there you go. What's our what's All our right. third myth? What's your your next one? Next one. Oh, I've just had a massive workout. I need to get home straight away. I'm going to speed the red lights just so I can get to my protein source in under thirty minutes. Or they have their shaker with them, and they can't wait to finish um, their protein shake straight after workout. Like they think they're going to lose gains. Um, you know, if they don't have a shake of protein or some sort of protein source 30 minutes or the hour after the workout. Mm-hmm. So research shows that the window of opportunity to make gains is way more than 30 to 60 minutes. In fact, some cases, I think it's shown to be over 24 hours, 48 hours, as long as you consume protein, you know, within that week even. It's it's a, it's a nitrogen balance thing, isn't it? Like, when you're not eating, you're breaking down. When you're eating, you're building. So your body is in a constant fight of building and degradation. Yeah. So it's one of and those things. It's it's not at the top of your list, is it? <laughs> no, definitely not top of my list. <laughs> I think, uh, as long as you plan to eat within the 24 hours, you're fine. Yeah. I think that's... Um, however, I do have... Um, one disclaimer is, yeah, it depends on type, what type of athlete you are. If you're expending fuckloads of, oh, just one. If you're expending <laughs> shitloads of energy, obviously you're going to be able to consume more food more regularly. But if you're just a regular gym goer, 
you don't need your protein straight after your bicep curls. Yeah, just just sometime that day or that week. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that's that's the thing. It's there's plenty of other things you could be worrying about um, to get them right before we get down to uh, meal timing. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 probably the thing. Now, next myth. What was our next myth? <laughs> uh, so that's the third myth. The, the next myth that you had. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> Genetics. Genetics. It's not a myth. Um, but I think a lot of the time, genetics play a part as to how yep. big of a part. Questionable. I'd say probably like a significant amount, but there's probably that sort of, I'm going to say 80%. I'll put a number to it, which you can control. <laughs> so 80% is pretty high, actually. But there, there are definitely things. That you can control outside. That's it's not a scientific number, eighty percent. That you can <laughs> that you can control. So, when it comes down to it, yeah, you might not be able to run hundred meters under ten seconds. Um, you might not be able to have the biggest calves in the world, or you might have like you, you might not just be built built for running, built for strength exercise. But compared to how you are now, I want to say there's probably a lot of things that most people, or well, everyone except for sort of the elite of the elite can be changing or addressing, which is still going to make those those big big differences. Exactly, yeah. So not doing something just because you think you're not built for it um, is the easy way out. Like you, you're not going to be, yeah, as you said, running on 10 seconds, but you, uh, you could run a little bit faster, improving on the things. Like for me, example, I know I'm not the best at uh, long distance, but I surprised myself today doing like 400 meters. It wasn't that hard. Mm. Granted, it, it was the jogging pace, but yeah, let me tell thing. you, you're, you're not um, built for. Um, if I never tried, you're not built for team sports either, are you? Uh, ball sports, ball sports, <laughs> not team sports. <laughs> I'm not built for many sports. <laughs> how? But how much? Like, here's probably an example. The running's a good one. The other one is. When you were younger, how many ball sports did you play? Um, not much. I played tennis. That's the. I'm, I'm more like a instrument with ball sport. Like I like yeah. hockey and tennis. Yeah. Um, but uh, not good at basketball. Not good at <laughs> handling handling the balls. You know. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things, and I'm I'm the opposite. I played a lot of ball sports, but when it comes to tennis. It's shocking, like tennis, badminton, that kind of stuff. But like, you don't play it. So if if we both, if yeah. you played more ball sports and I played more um, racket sports, I'd hope we'd or call it Call of Duty is the other thing I'm not very good at. If I played more Call of Duty, maybe I'd be better. <laughs> exactly. So um, I think that message is just give it a go, improve on the things you suck at. There you go, and it makes you more well rounded. And the other thing about that. Is things you aren't very good at, you'll improve quicker, hundred percent. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, last one. Um, I had this idea, but not eating or you know eating regularly speeds up metabolism, or also slows down your metabolism if you don't eat. Yeah. yeah. Fake, fake news. You can actually go quite long without eating and your metabolism is based on your activity levels and your mass so 
if you're very active and you have a lot of mass, meaning how much you weigh, you're going to have a higher metabolism. So it doesn't mean, uh, you know, if you have lots of muscle mass, you're going to be having a better metabolism than, you know, someone similar to your weight. Um, it's, it's purely based on a lot of activity levels. And yeah, going back to genetics, it's really based on your genetics too, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, most of the metabolism is through your internal organs that are operating. It's not so much your uh, outside factors. So not eating doesn't slow it down, but in fact, it speeds up your metabolism by not eating. Like fasting studies have shown that it speeds up through adrenaline processes, but then um, also you can speed up your metabolism by just doing more activity. So, you know, doing a workout speeds up your metabolism. Have you got a couple of those studies? Maybe we can put them up on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, sweet. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. For some, yeah. I think it'd be oh, interesting. <laughs> That's all right. you'll read it, mate. <laughs> um, what do you think about that? Like, you know how people are like, oh, it's, I have to eat six times a day because I've got a really fast metabolism. Or, or um, not eating causes my metabolism to slow down. You hear it a bit, and it's one of those things. It's it's probably something that we're all a lot of people, I'd say, are not very well educated. And I'd say the food side of things, I'm not the most well educated on that as well. So it's definitely good to learn more. And it's a lot of the time I ask, like I ask Byron about these kind of things. Byron's a dietitian, and the answer Can you we get, get him on? yeah, we should get him on. But the answer you get is. Yeah. Every time, well, not every time. It depends. That's that's a lot of the answers. A lot of the time is, it depends. So, genetics will play a part, and yeah, it's good, it's good to learn more about that stuff too. We we should get him on. We'll write a list of questions for him. We will. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's the last myth. Five myths. There you go. Let us know what and you think. Hit us up with some more myths, and we did. Worse than last time with 14 and a half minutes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my Instagram's underscore laneway, which I'll post a study up. And what's yours, Darcy? Darcy Smith EP. We'll see you guys in the next episode. All right, catch you guys. That was a good one.